Hey y'all, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome and comparing yourself to other entrepreneurs, whether you are a fellow designer like us or another entrepreneur. Um, we're all guilty of comparing ourselves to others and thinking that we are not as good as some other entrepreneurs that we are seeing on social media. So that's what we're going to be diving into today with this episode. So Kaden, why don't you talk about what imposter syndrome is? So imposter syndrome is just basically, like Michelle said, when you are following a bunch of people that maybe you admire in your industry and you are usually it's at a point where you're kind of feeling burnout and not creative. Um, and so you start comparing yourself to other people in your industry and thinking that they are doing everything so much better. And like, why can't you do it like this? Or why can't you have, you know, 20,000 followers? And so it's just um, a constant comparison in your business with others in your industry that you think are doing better than you. Yeah. And I think something that causes burnout or causes imposter syndrome is burnout. So if you're overworking yourself and then you're constantly looking at what other people are doing, it can cause imposter syndrome. Feel free to check out our burnout episode if you want to learn more about what can cause um, burnout and how to overcome, overcome it. Um, but so when you are stuck in this imposter syndrome phase and you are comparing yourself to others, um, it can lead you down a, I don't know, dark path, I guess. <laughs> and it can lead to, <laughs> it can lead to copying other people because you're left feeling uninspired and constantly comparing yourself um, looking at what other people are doing and thinking it's working for them. So this should work for me also. And then you end up, um, copying, you know, whether posting on social media, maybe their designs, if you are a designer, maybe their packages, if you're a coach, um, and their service offerings or product offerings, which you obviously don't want to go down that path of copying other people because that never ends well. Um, so it's important to use other people's work as inspiration um, for your own work and not copy others, which is a lot easier said than done. And there's a lot of different ways you can copy. Copying isn't always just blatantly using the exact same design and changing the words or using the exact same text. Um, there's little itty bitty ways that you can oftentimes unintentionally copy somebody just by because you're constantly visiting their site or checking out their social media, um, even like social media captions. I was guilty when I first started out of like, if I'd see somebody that had a good caption, I would like copy it down in my notes. And then when I couldn't think of a caption for myself, I would go back and try to kind of reword something similar. And so it's copying isn't always just like straight up, oh, this is like the exact design. It's not always obvious. Um, in fact, the other day I texted Michelle a picture because I came across a logo that looked really similar to, and to hers. And at first glance, I like was like, oh my God, somebody copied my design and I was getting all worked up and I sent it to Michelle and I'm like, it's like the same, but it's, it is a little bit different, but I don't know if it's just because your names are obviously the same or if it's really because they happened to see my design and, you know, made their version of a copy. So and it's harder to, I think, with the internet too, and, you know, Pinterest and 
all the sites and access we have to everything. Um, I feel like everything at some point kind of originates from something a long, long, long time ago. So it's, it is very hard to find original ideas, but you have to just stay away from other people's work and try to come up with it on your own. And often, actually, Michelle and I talk about this too a lot. We um, will think of a design and then we'll literally like stumble across something very, very similar <laughs> on Pinterest or something. And we're like, damn it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I thought this yeah. was like original. I thought this was like the coolest idea ever. And then you realize, oh no, it may be original to you, but it's not original to the world. So yeah. And this happens to both of us. We're about to launch a logo and then we see a very similar logo design that launched like two days before we were about to post about ours. And it's like, dang it. How did this person beat me to this design? But I mean, it's honestly inevitable especially in the design world that there's I don't know I feel like my brain can only think so hard (laughs) with new designs because I've done probably like 30 plus logos at this point maybe even more and I'm each time I'm trying to be inventive and think of a new design that's not out there yet and it can get really hard to do that. Um, Something to also remember that one person's method of doing something doesn't always mean it's going to lead you to success. So for example, um, a lot of Michelle and I's clients will sometimes want to, they really admire certain people in their industry. So when they come to us for their branding and their website, they are stuck on wanting to kind of essentially copy um, what this other person is doing. And it really affects their brand strategy and their website design because we're trying to kind of pull them away from maybe what is an industry standard as far as the colors that are being used or the fonts and stuff like that and um, it can be really hard to try to convince our clients that just because this person is successful in your industry doesn't mean that you copying them or you having something similar is going to bring that same success to you So I think that's important to remember as well when you're working on your products or your services, just to not feel so influenced by other people's in your industry and don't be afraid of standing out. Um, That's another thing too, is sometimes we, when we present the logos, we'll present one concept that is usually kind of spot on with exactly what the client requested. And then I always like to come up with a different design that usually, you know, I think is better or better suited for them. And sometimes it's a little bit more out of their comfort zone and um, you just have to trust the process and, and go with, you want to stand out. That's the whole point of, you know, branding or starting a business is because you have this great idea that you think is better than everybody else's. So, yeah, I think, we see this in our clients a lot, but they come to us with an idea and show us a design or a logo designer or website design that somebody else in their industry has that they really like and they kind of want to mimic it like exactly, but it's never a good idea. Um, it's not going to bring you the success that you think it's going to bring you. And I also love doing the logo <laughs> options that Kaden was talking about, a safe option and an option that we think is best, but without fail, everyone chooses a safe option. We're like, oh, I just wish they would go with this 
really cool, different option that's going to really make them stand out. It's okay to admire people in your industry and get tips and advice from things that they're doing, or if you see something that worked really well for them to try to implement it, but it's important to always put your own twist on it. And then remember that everything is a highlight reel that we see. We're not usually seeing the back end, the nitty gritty of maybe what went into this launch of a product or service. A lot of designers or even just people in the industry, they kind of put on a front of maybe just working this big, huge, you know, design firm or whatever, but then we'll stumble across somebody else's site and actually see that they're like a, a junior designer in a sense for somebody else. I'd be like, oh, wow. Like I had no idea because based on what they like post on, you know, social media, you'd think that they were just like rolling in the dough and they must really not be if they're having to, you know, pull in some extra work from elsewhere, which is not a bad thing. We all do it from time to time with freelancing and stuff, but just remember that what you're seeing isn't always the, the full truth. Yeah. And outside of the design world, I will see a lot of uh, like coaches specifically talking about their launches and how much money they made in launches. And I think that number while it might be true, a lot of the times I think that number might be a little bit deceiving because most of the people that are um, having huge launches have a whole team behind them that you don't know about. And those are expenses that go into that launch. So um, just an example, but maybe they said that they had a $20,000 launch, but their expenses were actually $10,000 because they had to pay their designer to create the course page, um, their social media manager to advertise their Pinterest manager. I mean, you have no idea what went into that launch. And so they might I use um, that number too to promote like future launches and stuff. And that may not be the case. I know not last year, cause last year was crazy with COVID, but the year before that in the fall, I had a $10,000 month, which sounds crazy and is like amazing. But I could sit here and be like, and try to teach you, you know, how to get, have $10,000 months. But that was the only month in the entire year that I had that. <laughs> the other months maybe would be zero or, you know, only a little bit. So me going around and being like, oh, I do $10,000 months when in reality it's only happened one time and it was a year and a half ago. So <laughs> just keep that in yeah. mind too. When people are like, I have $20,000 months. Also, I know when I have big months like that, I am just so exhausted because I have, yeah. you know, eight clients at a time. And by the time the month's over, I need a freaking break. I need yeah. a whole nother month break after that. So yeah. it's not sustainable sometimes. No. Um, so keep, well, I mean, you can make it sustainable. You definitely can make. If you have a team, you can't by yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Way too hard by yourself. So that was another thing. A lot of people just don't advertise that they have like a whole team underneath them. So they may seem like it's just like one person, but. Right. I know that there's a lot of designers that I look up to as well. And I know Caden does, and we talk about this all the time. Oh, like, look at this design they just posted. It's so cool. And I have to remind myself that I know for a fact that they have a team of at least five to six people behind them. And there's no way that I could do it all <clears throat> either. I have a design assistant and a someone who does my books and currently have a Pinterest manager as well. So I don't know how I would keep up with Pinterest, my books, and all of my designs without these people. So 
just keep that in mind. I don't advertise that I have these people on my team at all, but they're there. So there's probably a lot of people that you are comparing yourself to that have a few people behind them supporting them. So in all of this, um, the whole point is to learn how to stop comparing yourself to others. So something that you can do, um, Michelle does this, is to unfollow people that um, maybe you feel like you're just really like every time you see their, she says, every time I see their stuff, it pisses me off <laughs> because I'm like, oh, it's so good. Or <laughs> so Michelle has unfollowed some people that um, are really, there are, there are some people that kind of, I don't know, I've, I feel like I've been around a few years. So I kind of know the age of other people's businesses. Like if you started on Instagram at the same time as me, <laughs> I kind of know who you are. And there are some people who I feel like started around the same time as me. And I personally think that they are more successful, or at least that's what they portray. And so it kind of, it doesn't mean to piss me off, but it does because I'm only human. So I get a little jealous, but um, yeah, I'll unfollow those people from time to time and, you know, have to remind myself that everybody paces their business progress at a different rate. Um, so some people are just willing to, you know, put in all the work and they have more motivation than me. I mean, that's, <laughs> let's be real. I love taking breaks during the day and I love taking two hour lunches. And so you can't compare yourself to other people's successes that started at the same time as you, but I do unfollow people from time to time. Just take social media breaks in general. So turn off notifications. Uh, Michelle and I both have turned off all social media notifications. That helps too, when you're not constantly being like stimulated by other people. Mm -hmm. um, revisit a project that you completed that you were really proud of. Um, I know, like we talked about at the beginning, it's you kind of, you start feeling imposter syndrome when you start feeling burnt out. And when you're feeling burnout, you just aren't, you know, motivated. You're not feeling creative. Um, you're not enjoying what you're doing. So go back and revisit a project that you really loved and had fun doing to kind of remind yourself that you're awesome too. And somebody's looking up to you. Yeah. And you can go and check out what some of your old clients are doing. I love following all my clients on Instagram and seeing them use their brand and print out materials with the logo. Um, that always makes me feel really happy and proud of old work. And then also reading through some of your old client reviews. If you collect reviews from your old clients on maybe Facebook, or if you do it through a questionnaire and you have it on your website, I like to read through some of those as well and remember how happy people were at the end of their project. All right, well, that wraps up this week's episode on imposter syndrome. Um, we'll see you guys next time.